1: Cody Decker.
2: First baseman, third baseman, catcher, left fielder, right fielder, DH, pinch hitter, all-around handsome guy. On 670, the score.
1: Fastball high in the air, deep left field. This game is tied. Cody Decker with career home run number 200.
2: If they're unwritten rules, why aren't they written? Because they're not (laughs) rules.
0: And now it's time for Down the Line with
2: former Major Leaguer Cody Decker on 670 the score, an Odyssey Station, presented by Circa Resort and Casino, home of the world's largest sports book. What? What is this? Sunday and you hear my voice. It is Sunday afternoon in Chicago, a beautiful day here on 670 The Score. Welcome to Down The Line with Cody Decker, brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino. Guys, I've said it before and I'll say it again, Get ready for the time of your life at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' newest entertainment destination. Bet with the pros at the world's largest sports book. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is Circa Sports. We had the owner of Circa Sports, Las Vegas, on the show twice this week. Derek Stevens had an incredible time chatting with him, incredibly knowledgeable about baseball. So we got 670, the score week coming up here very, very soon in October as your Bears. Go over to Las Vegas to take on the Las Vegas Raiders. Again, I've mentioned it a lot this week. I'm a Raider fan, which means I'm going to watch your Bears absolutely decimate my Raiders. Most likely. I'm just, you know, this is a sports gambling show. We talk a lot about sports gambling. And if you were a betting man, I'm willing to bet my Raiders are going to fail me like every year. They basically have failed me ever since Napoleon Kaufman left. There's a name you haven't heard since 1997. Anyways, guys, we got so much to talk about today. We got to talk a little bit about the Cubs. We got White Sox to talk about, AL MVP, AL Wild Card, and of course, tonight's bets that you need to know about. But first things first, let's go ahead and over to my man, Brandon. Brandon, how you doing, buddy?
0: I'm feeling great, man. Both Chicago teams won. Like, what more can you ask for? It's the weekend. You got Labor Day coming up. I mean, it's it's just beautiful overall.
2: You know, and we're going to talk about both those Chicago teams at the top of the show right now. And actually, I mean, we're going to talk about the Cubs first. But before we get to the Cubs. Brandon, how can people be a part of the show? What is the text line?
0: All you got to do is text that number 312-644-6767. Again, that's 312-644-6767.
2: That's right. Text into the show. Ask any questions you like. Something that's catching your eye in Major League Baseball right now. Something that's catching your eye with the Chicago White Sox or the Chicago Cubs. Or maybe later on in this AL wildcard talk. Because like we talked about yesterday, and I kept saying it, it was like it was a buzz phrase. Almost like it was handed down from the top of the corporation to me to constantly say hey the wild card is wild but it is it is wild right now both the NL and AL and we're going to talk about the AL today because we highlighted the NL yesterday but first things first guys we got to talk about the Cubs because I got a serious question for you Cubs fans I know this year has not gone the way you want and we talked about it yesterday about how much I'm actually enjoying this current iteration of the Cubs and not for the reasons that you think Um, obviously they're not an amazing team at the moment they were a team that was in first place for most of the season and then of course right before the all-star break they really hit a wall next thing you know they're absolute sellers which is unfortunate because at the time they became sellers other teams were not sellers who had similar records i'm looking at you atlanta braves because the braves were in a very similar situation as the chicago cubs and the cubs sold everybody and the braves went out and got guys and they got, went out and got some serious guys. Jorge Soler is a guy that's been a massive standout. Jock Peterson obviously doing well. Adam Duvall playing well. Not to mention they got Travis Darno back healthy. It's good to see Darno back out there. He homered yesterday in the ninth inning yesterday over there in Colorado. But this Cubs team, I brought him up yesterday, and I talked about the guys that I really, really like and why I like them. Because if you know anything about my career, my career, I was labeled a 4A guy. Okay, And that's, by the way, people who say 4A guys, it's all it's really always meant as an insult, but it's it's really not, if you really think about it because the Cubs right now have two 4A guys that are absolutely carrying that offense. And that is Schwindel, and that is wisdom. Those are both 4A guys. Now again, I'm gonna go give you the full breakdown once again on what a 4A guy is really quick. A 4A guy, is a guy that's too good for Triple A but not good enough for the big leagues. By the way, that sta- that sentence is the description of it. It's not an accurate description at all. If you can play in Double A, you can play in the bubble. You can play in the big leagues. No question about it. And I'm not kidding. I'm not saying if you can kind of play in Double A. If you can survive in Double A. If you can hit 200 in Double A, you can hit 200 in the big leagues. Plain and simple. Those of you who are listening think I'm crazy. I'm not. That is 100% the case. It is the same level of play. The only difference is more consistency. That's it. In fact, most teams put their best pitchers in double A. Especially those young prospects sitting around 9,800, ridiculous spin rate. They just don't know exactly where to put the ball yet. And here's the thing. A lot of those guys are effectively wild as well. If you can play in double A, you can play in the big leagues. So why am I bringing up Schwindel and Wisdom again? Because the 4A crew strikes again yesterday. The Cubs take down... The Pittsburgh Pirates, and again, I know the Pittsburgh Pirates are not the bastion of greatness in Major League Baseball at the moment, but they went ahead and won another one-run ball game. It was a fun game to watch, came from behind, won in a walk-off fashion. Schwindel hit a homer earlier in the game, and then later in the game hits the walk-off infield single with an awesome slide into first base, avoiding the tag. Why do I think the Cubs are fun to watch right now? Because those guys on the field have something to play for, and it's not a championship. It's not a playoff run. Those players on the field right now for the Cubs right now are playing for their lives. And I want you guys up there on the north side to recognize that and see that. I know it's not fun rooting for a team that is not competing for a ring. But come on, let's face facts, guys. You're Cubs fans. You're very used to teams not competing for a ring. I know we've gotten spoiled these last few years. But understand that there's a lot at stake for these guys on that field, specifically those guys like Wisdom and Schwindel. Those guys are in their nearly 30, you know, Schwindel's 29, Wisdom's 30. Those guys have never had a real opportunity at the big leagues, and they're getting it right now, and they're thriving with it. They're not playing for a ring right now. They are playing for their careers. And I think, honest to God, Chicago Cubs fans, you're some of the best fans in the world. It is on you to support them. I know that sounds ridiculous, but it's not. If these guys don't make a team next year, you may never hear about them again. They may be stuck in AAA the rest of their career, and they don't deserve that. Look what these guys are doing. These guys are single-handedly carrying this team, and they are a blast to watch. Just watch Look at Schwindel with those, with those gigantic Steve Buscemi eyes. Hypno- hypnotic eyes, I'd even say. They're like lava lamps. But when he smiles, man, it lights up a room. I enjoyed that Cubs game yesterday, and I'm enjoying this Cubs team. Just not for the reasons we're used to. Down the line with Cody Decker, brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino, home of the world's largest sportsbook. Guys, let's talk about yesterday's games, because we had an interesting one. Really quick, let's get into it. We talked about the New York Mets and the Washington Nationals for game two, and I said I didn't feel very comfortable. I thought it was going to be a one-run game, and I was right, but I wasn't certain how i felt about mcgill yesterday mcgill's been amazing all season unfortunately they got the loss they lost four to three but i did tell you to take the under and the under was set at seven guess what it's a push (laughs) not the correct sound effect but i don't actually think we have a push sound effect brandon we need something like for a tie do we have anything for a tie
0: I we gotta we gotta find something for that. We like yeah. when you said a push, I was like, okay, wh- what are we gonna play with that? So that's why yeah. I went with the money side just to be like,
2: yeah. You know what? It's it's a positive sound, so I feel good about it. I feel good about it because it's it did not deserve the the Price Is Right failure theme because it's a push. We're even right now. Here's where we're not even. I gave you my one underdog game of the day yesterday. I thought Kim was going to come out swinging on the mound for St. Louis. He did not. They lost 4-0. Hauser with a complete game gem. I told you to take the money line. Very simple. And I was wrong. Atlanta, Colorado. Anderson versus Marquez. I really thought that the... Atlanta Braves were going to come out on top of this. They came back late in the game, just not enough. And the Colorado Rockies won, which means I was wrong. Baltimore, New York. I did not feel comfortable about the money line or the run line. The Yankees were just overly favored. But guess what? The Yankees are going to win. Baltimore won. But I didn't tell you to do that. What I told you was to take the over, which came in, which means I was right. Oakland, Toronto, I told you to take the run line for Toronto, Berrios on the mound, the team was killing, absolutely killing it, and then they let the A's back into the game, and by the way, we're going to be talking about these two teams later today when we're talking about the AL wild card, of course, but this was a barn burner of a game, back and forth, back and forth, but I told you to take the Toronto Blue Jays on the run line, and I was right! Chicago White Sox, Kansas City, not only did I tell you to take the over, which by the way, the White Sox took care of by themselves, I also told you to take the White Sox on the run line, and guess what? I was right. (laughs) That's two bets right there for you. Detroit Cincinnati, I told you to take Cincinnati on the run line, and guess what? I was right. (laughs) I told you guys to go ahead and take San Diego on the money line, Musgrove on the mound, and they won by eight, so I was right. And lastly, Pittsburgh, Chicago, I told you that there wasn't a whole lot of value on the money line with Hendricks on the mound, and I felt like the Cubs were going to win by four. It turns out they won by one, so I was wrong. Which means on the day we were 5-4-1. and one. By the way, I do believe this, Brandon. That was our first push of the season coming in the last month of the year. Wow.
0: I know, right? that That's weird. Like, I was like, once you was like push, I was like, I don't even know what to play for that. Like, what do yeah. we play for that? It's never happened. It's never happened. Salt and Amazing. peppers, like push it? Oh. You want that? Ooh, that's a, ooh, that's a good one. All right. All right. That's I, a, I'm going to see if we got that in here.
2: Here, find that, find that, and I'm going to test you in like, right after we come back from the break, I'm going to see, you. I'm like, hey, remember that time we got a push? And we're going to keep you on your toes today. You're going to be dancing for me, Brandon. Why are we going to be dancing together? We're going to be tap dancing all through this show. Guys, let's talk a little bit about the White Sox. We know that they're, they're going to the playoffs. They're all, what is their magic number? I believe is only sixteen. Man, I am loving this team. They are so fun to watch, and offensively, they are healthy. They are not off. They are not on the mound healthy, but on offensively, they finally have everybody back. And they aren't wrong when they when uh, Jimenez said, "Hey, I'm surrounded by MVPs." He ain't wrong. Tim Anderson is a perennial MVP, and he is currently on the IL. I'm looking forward to him coming back. But you got on top of that. I just want to point out a stat for you. You know, I think there's been a lot of talk about Yasmani Grandal and Yasmani Grandal's hitting ability this year because there's a lot of argument between old school and new school. And there's not a, and here's one thing I want to make abundantly clear: one side is not right over the other side, but it also means one side is not wrong against the other side. Both new school and old school are both more or less the same thing. It's just about productivity. What you value is what you value. But here's something for the old school guys that complain about Yasmani Grandal hitting 200 all year. Here's what he's done since he's been back. He's been back for seven games. He is currently hitting since coming back from the IL. 545. He's got five homers and 15 RBIs. Dear old school baseball people, shut up. The guy's OPS is like 900 this year. He is arguably the most productive catcher in Major League Baseball. And I'm saying that with Salvador Perez in the same division. Salvador Perez yesterday hit his 40th home run of the season. First catcher since 2003 to hit 40 home runs in a season. And he's the second most impressive offensive player who catches in Major League Baseball. Because what Grandal's doing this year is off the charts. He either homers or he walks. It's incredible. There was a stat, we've talked about it on this show, there was a stat earlier this year that Yasmani Grandal had the same on-base percentage as Cedric Mullins, but Cedric Mullins had 73 more hits. What Yaz is bringing to the table is off the charts. What this team can do offensively is off the charts, but the question is... Provided that the White Sox on the mound get healthy and Keuchel finds his way and they find the right you know situation for him. Yesterday I suggested maybe a long relief situation for him in the playoffs. Provided they get Lance Lynn back, 100%, which I'm pretty sure they will. Lucas Giolito coming back, probably 100%, which I'm sure he is. Who can beat the White Sox for the pennant? Because there are a couple teams. I'm starting to fade Houston a little bit. I'm not liking what Houston's been doing lately. And yesterday, Jordan Alvarez came out of the game early by smoking a ball off his knee. I have fouled a ball off my knee. That hurts. Like a lot. A lot, a lot. I did it in Mexico, though. I was playing for Culiacan, and I was playing in a place called Navajoa, which is not my favorite place in Mexico. I can't stress that enough. But I fouled a ball off my right knee, had to come out of the game, and I went to a hospital in Navajoa to get uh, x-rays, and I'm pretty positive we did not take x-rays. Guys, I like this White Sox team. The only team that I think can really compete against them is the Rays going forward. And I mean that. And that's with the AL wild card not decided. And we're going to be talking about that right after this. Quick little break, guys. Right back when we come back, we're going to be talking about the AL wild card. Of course, tonight's bets. And, of course, Chicago versus Pittsburgh right here on Down the Line with Cody Decker brought to you by Circle Resort and Casino. See you in a moment right here on 670 The Score.
0: Now back to
2: Down the Line with former Major Leaguer Cody Decker on Sports Radio 670 The Score and Odyssey Station. Presented by Circa Resort & Casino, home of the
1: world's largest sports book.
2: 670 The Score, Down the Line with Cody Decker, brought to you by Circa Resort & Casino, Home of the world's largest sportsbook. Guys, I say it once, I say it all the time. Get ready for the time of your life at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' newest entertainment destination. Bet with the pros at the world's largest sportsbook. And ladies and gentlemen, that is Circus Sports. Guys, we just spent a lot of time talking about the White Sox and talking about the Cubs. But I would like to finish up talking about the White Sox real quick because I did put out a question. And I said, who can actually compete with this team going forward in the AL for the pennant? Now, of course... I mentioned really quickly Houston, a team that I've been high on all season. And obviously, I'm not wrong to be high on this team. This team is a juggernaut. However, however, we don't know the seriousness of Jordan Alvarez's uh, fouling a ball off his back knee yesterday, as much of a freak play that is, even though I did that you know, routinely all the time. Um, but I will say that this is a team that I feel like has been dropping some routinely gimme ball games. I mean, I know Seattle's kind of in the mix right now. I know the A's are in the mix, but both of those teams have not been playing very good baseball, and they've been going toe-to-toe with the Astros quite easily. Astros last night dropped the game last night, and I I, I don't know. I'm a, I'm not saying I'm worried about the Astros, because I truly don't care about the Astros. I don't care if the Astros lose every game for the rest of their existence. I don't like the Astros. Yes, do I still hold a grudge over their uh, championship win in 2017? has nothing to do with what my feelings of the Dodgers are. My feelings are they were a team that completely cheated and stole a trophy. Yes, that is my feeling on it. Yes, that is my feeling that I do not like that no one got punished except for A.J. Hinch. And yes, A.J. Hinch was the manager. Yes, the GM was probably heavily behind it. Yes, the bench coach was probably heavily behind it. But we're not going to sit here and pretend that the players didn't have anything to do with it. And yes, I do 100% hold a grudge about that. I don't like when players are cheating, not just the game, but honestly, other players. That bothers me. And we're four years after the fact, and it's still the first thing I think about when I think of the Astros. Does that mean I think that the Astros should be punished going forward, like every day, like, you know, yelling at them for 2017? No, half this team is not even the same grouping of guys. You know, look at look look at Springer up in Toronto just getting cheered nonstop. Altuve's still in Houston wearing those booze, but you know, nothing nothing for Springer up in Toronto. But here's the question for the White Sox. We don't know what this playoffs is going to look like because the AL wild Card is still very much up in the air. It is. Can't pretend it's not. Because, like I said, Houston, right now at the top of the AL West. AL West is a bit of a, bit of a question mark right now. Because it's been very much assumed, no matter what, yeah, Houston and A's will be at the top. As will probably get one of the wild cards but right now the A's aren't even fight are barely even fighting for a wild card at the moment. Things are getting interesting over there and we are going to talk about it in just a moment but here's the question what team can actually beat the White Sox if the White Sox are at full force in October? And quite frankly in my eyes, it's not the Yankees, it's not the Red Sox. it's the Tampa Bay Rays. Tampa Bay Rays have consistently been the best team in the American League pretty much all year along with the White Sox. And they're in the toughest division in their league. They are. Can't pretend that they're not. Why don't we ever talk about the Rays? Because they're a team that's called Tampa that doesn't play in Tampa. They play in St. Pete, different city. No one goes to the games. It's a terrible stadium. I went for the first time this year. It's like a minor league hockey stadium. But the Rays are playing there for some reason. It's the weirdest thing. The only team that really worries me in the in October is the Rays, because I think that team is a monster, and I think that team will remain a monster for the next decade, because of the incredible trades they've made with San Diego. What they got back for Blake Snell is biblical. This team is never not going to win. And we talk about, oh, well, they don't have a lot of money. <laughs> they don't need a lot of money. They got the prospects, which means they are richer than every team in Major League Baseball. Guys, we need to do something really, really gimmicky, though. Brandon, you want to do something gimmicky? I'm ready. Let's do this. Well, let's take them all down the line. Yeah, it works. I like it. I like it, Brandon. Guys, St. Louis versus Milwaukee. I told you yesterday that was my underdog game. But tonight they got Lester on the mound facing Corbin Burns. Listen, um, we don't know what version of John Lester we're going to see, and it doesn't even matter because on the other side you got Corbin Burns. There is no value whatsoever on the money line. Don't even bother looking at it. However, with Lester on the mound, I know Burns is on the mound, so it's very clear to me that St. Louis might only put up one or two runs. But Leicester can give up six in the first. I like the over of seven and a half. It's currently set at even odds. Not to mention that Milwaukee's going to score some runs today. I think you should take a look at the run line. Minus 114. I do not like the Brewers, but I also do not like the Cardinals. So I truly am not upset if both teams figure out how to lose this game today. Atlanta versus Colorado, Charlie Morton Jr. versus Feltner. Listen, Charlie Morton Jr. is one of the best pitchers in Major League Baseball. Don't look at the money line. Obviously, no value at minus 199, but the run line minus 131 is looking good. Not to mention this. Did I mention that Charlie Morton Jr. is one of the best pitchers in Major League Baseball? I think I said that out loud just like 20 seconds ago, and I think I just repeated it again. Charlie Morton Jr.'s K-line. Go Take a look at his K-prop. Six and a half. Take the over in Colorado. Listen... Young pitchers go to Colorado and get scared to throw the ball in the zone. Charlie Morton Jr. ain't afraid to throw the ball in the zone. He's going to K up eight tonight of those Rockies. Oakland versus Toronto. Irving versus Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray right now, a potential finalist for the Cy Young. His last outing, 14 strikeouts. Absolutely take his K prop. Set at seven and a half at plus 110. Do it, do it, do it. Also on top of that, I like the under tonight. I like the under tonight for Toronto and Oakland, but I do not see any value for the money or the run line. The under is set at minus 122 with Irvin and Ray on the mound. I really like that pick. The run run line for the Chicago White Sox versus Kansas City. I think the White Sox are going to win this game quite handedly. Right now, the run line is set at even. I think the White Sox are going to win this game by three. They're facing Singer. They got Cease on the mound. And if there's one thing we know Dylan Cease can do... Dylan Cease can strike guys out. Six and a half is where the line is at. I'm inclined to take the over yet again, minus 108. That is right. We got three. Count them. Three K props today for Dylan Cease, Robbie Ray, and Charlie Morton Jr. Looking at Seattle versus Arizona. Arizona was able to snipe that win away yesterday, but I they got Chris Flexen on the mound, and Chris Flexen has done a really good job. And again. They are playing against the Arizona Diamondbacks. I have a lot of personal great feelings about the Diamondbacks, but this is not the team that uh, I played for, that's for sure. They look awful. Flexen is favored at minus 120, but that seems like a pretty reasonable number right now for a team facing against the Arizona Diamondbacks, not to mention that the Seattle Mariners are only two and a half games out of the wild card right now. So I'm going to take the Mariners on the money line. Guys, you know you got to have one underdog bet a day. You got to have at least one in there. And guess what? I think this is the one. Detroit Tigers versus the Cincinnati Reds. The Reds currently holding a half game lead on the wild card for the NL. We talked about it at length yesterday. Man, I do like the Reds, but they got Castillo on the mound. Castillo is a bit of a dodgy question. And I know they're at home in that Bambox Park. Castillo's rocking a 4 3 ERA. He's not having a bad year, he's having a decent year. But the Detroit Tigers got Casey Mize on the mound. If there are some bright spots for Detroit, and there are a lot of bright spots. I I know we haven't paid attention to Detroit because we just assumed they were going to win 30 games this year. They have sneakily gone to third place in the AL Central. Detroit Tigers might only be a year and a half away from really, really competing in this division. What they did this year is what I thought the Royals were going to do, making a massive step forward. Instead, it was the Tigers that did it. And they got Casey Mize on the mound, who has a 3-5 ERA on the road, and he's 4-3 on the road. Ladies and gentlemen, the Cincinnati Reds are heavily favored in this game. Casey Mize, plus 198 on the money line, I think that is worth a ton of value. And I think that the Tigers are going to take this game today. I don't know if you agree with me. Go ahead and text us on the text line right now and tell me I'm crazy, but that is my underdog pick of the day. And of course, last but not least, Houston Astros, San Diego Padres. They got Paddock on the mound. Pretty much even odds for both teams. I'm just going to lean a little bit towards the San Diego Padres today. Jordan Alvarez is not in the game, not to mention they are playing in San Diego and the Padres had a hell of a game yesterday. They did stat Eric Hosmer and the team's offense went off. You might want to do that again and possibly for the rest of the year. i like Mike Paddock, minus 105, take the Padres. Down the line with Cody Decker, brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino, home of the world's largest sportsbook, right here on 670 The Score. Again, we got 670 The Score week coming up in Las Vegas in just a few weeks. Chicago people, get, get on your phone. Book your flights. Book your rooms at Circa Resort and Casino. We're going to be out there. I'm going to be out there watching a ton of playoff baseball. I cannot wait, and I can't wait to see you guys there. And if you do see me, pull me aside. Buy me a drink. Chat me up. All that jazz. Guys, we've been hitting at it all day. we got to talk about the AL wild card. The AL wild card is... Is not quite as wild as the NL wild card because there are just so many contenders right there in the NL wild card. But the AL wild card is no joke either. So we got to take a look at this. We got some interesting plays here for the wild card in the AL because right now you got New York. They're only a half game, a half game above Boston. That's a barn burner right there. I, I'm really kind of excited about it. I know the Rays are in first place, but even though they're battling out wild card spots, man, we got Yankees-Boston back at it again, man. I feel like it's been a while since we've seen that rivalry back in the playoffs. Give me, Give me some Boston-New York. That being said, I don't want three teams in the AL East in the playoffs. I really, 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 really don't. I'm hoping one of those teams falls off, and it's a question of who will. I don't think either are going to, though, because right now the Oakland A's have fallen four back. Of the wild card. The Seattle Mariners. Four back of the wild card. Are either of those teams going to catch up to them? I don't think so. In my opinion. The only team that I think can catch up to them. Is a team that's five back. And that's the Toronto Blue Jays. So let's take a look at the odds of this right now. Because the odds are quite interesting. And they're always in flux. Take a look at this. The Yankees right now to get in the playoffs. Minus 1,200. Now... I think the Yankees are making the playoffs. I truly think the Yankees are going to get one of these wildcard spots. No question about it. In my eyes, they've been playing some really good baseball. Their offense has been bolstered. Their pitching has been better. And you know you're going to get a win a week because Garrett Cole's throwing. You remember how we felt about the Mets earlier this year? Every time Jacob DeGrom pitched, you're like, well, no matter what, the Mets got that game. It's the same thing about Garrett Cole. Exact same thing. It's you know how good that feels as a team that don't worry every five days we got the best arm in the world going and we're going to win? We don't need to do anything. Red Sox, minus 525. They're a bit more of a question mark for me. I didn't like what they did during the All-Star break as far as trade deadline goes. You know, I like Schwarber, but they needed arms. That's what they needed. They already had the offense. They needed arms. And the fact that they didn't get them really worries me. The A's, plus 550, I do not like it. I just don't think the A's have got it. They made some amazing moves at the trade deadline. Uh, Marte has been killer for this team, but they just have not put it together, so much so they've fallen all the way back to four out of the wild card spot, tied with the Mariners, who are plus 1,300. Do I think that there's value to that? No, I don't. No, I don't. They're the Mariners, guys. The Mariners have the longest playoff drought of any team in any major sport. I believe the last time they made the playoffs was, what, 2001? And that was the year they won 123 games? They haven't made the playoffs since. 20 years. And it's about to be 21. Hey, uh, Brandon, I got a question for you. Go ahead. I'm Um, ready. If my car is stalled... And I need to like move it. Would you say I should get in front of it and pull it a certain way, or should I get behind it
0: and push it? Uh, See, I see where you're going with that. I see where you're going. Ah, see, I need you there. (laughs) Oh, man, I thought you'd get that hit earlier.
2: I was on you. We're working together.
0: You you threw me off a little bit with that one. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm thinking we about to ask a question. We about to go into some baseball, and then you, you hit me with that one. You, you kind of told surprised you. me.
2: Hey, Brad, I got to keep you on your toes, baby. Got to keep you on your toes. Lastly, the team that's five out, the Blue Jays. Now we got a team that's four out in the Mariners, and their their odds are plus 1300, 13 to one odds. I don't think you. I, I think you're honestly wasting your money with that, even though there is a lot of value to that. The only one of these bets that I think are really worth it is the Blue Jays at plus 650. I really like the Blue Jays. Now, it's five games back with only, what, 26 to go, so a lot has to go right for them. The Yankees have been a little stalled lately. They dropped the game yesterday to the Baltimore Orioles. They they finished that crazy 13-game run and then lost four in a row. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that the Yankees fall off a little bit and give the Blue Jays a chance to catch up. I've mentioned the issues with the Boston Red Sox. Their offense is not a problem, but their pitching is a bit of a question mark. The Blue Jays can do this. They can catch up. And I do think there is a little value to that pick of plus 650. That being said, if you were to ask me, just straight up, gun to my head, what do I think is going to make the playoffs this year for the AL wildcard? I think it's going to stand pat exactly where it's at. I think we're getting the raise Yankees and Red Sox. That's what I think we're going to get. But personally, I'm pulling for the Toronto Blue Jays. Down the line with Cody Decker, brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino, home of the world's largest sports book. Get ready for the time of your life at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' newest entertainment destination. Bet with the pros at the world's largest sports book. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is Circa Sports. And of course, guys, We have 13 bets for you today. Let's count them. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 bets that we've already given you. Let's give you the final one of the day. Pittsburgh Pirates, they're taking on your Chicago Cubs. And the Cubs have been playing some pretty good baseball for a 4A team, huh? And I mentioned at the top of the show, why am I rooting for these Cubs so hard? Because these players aren't playing for a championship. These players are playing for their careers. And I love it. I love watching these guys succeed. I want them to succeed today. They got Davies on the mound versus Crow. Not a lot of value on that money line, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to tell you to do it, Cubs fans. Take the run line plus 120 against Pittsburgh. I love Zach Davies, and I love this team. Guys, that is it for Down the Line with Cody Decker, brought to you by Circuit Resort and Casino. That is it for me today on 670 The Score. I will see you again this week. For more down the line, stick around for your Cubs pregame coverage. And, of course, stick around for your Cubbies to prove me right. Let's go, Cubbies. That's it. Stay safe out there, guys. Beat it.
0: Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Push it. Push it real good.